Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the second season of the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I, I just can't believe we're in the second season. I don't know about you, Lise. It's amazing. It can't believe amazing. it. It is amazing. And we're grateful that you've joined us. Uh, and we would invite you to, to continue to join us. Uh, if you have questions or comments or thoughts, if you would like to maybe offer some input around future conversations or future topics, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we can be found on the web at the reconnectinstitute.com. That's all one word. And uh, there's a, a, a form on there that you can fill out and offer that to us. It comes to us uh, via email. Uh, also, join us on social media if you'd like. Uh, we can be found on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. Also on Facebook, the Reconnect Institute. And then we would love to continue to build our listener base. So feel free to offer uh, reviews, pass the word, spread the word. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts if you'd like to leave a review. We'd love that. We really would appreciate that. So as we enter into our second season, uh, which again is so hard to believe, uh, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for joining us along the way. Uh, it really is a privilege to come alongside uh, those of you listening with regard to your marriage relationships. So as we enter into the second season, we have titled this topic or this session, session, this podcast, the of the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. We are titling this one, what did we call it again? We called it I Feel Disconnected. Now, I, for some reason, I couldn't quite remember that phrase because sometimes we have a hard time or a difficult time even hearing that phrase. Uh, and so it's a at times it can be a common phrase in our marriage. I know it's been true for Lisa and I at times. Uh, I know it's true for the for couples therapeutically. Just that phrase, the phrase, I feel disconnected. And, and I put my hands up as if I was saying that in quotes. If you could be in the room with us, you would see my hands were up uh, as if I or we were saying that. I feel disconnected, dot, dot, dot. It's a common response. It's a common statement. And our hope in this conversation is to offer maybe a bit of insight into the, the complexity of that statement, what's behind that statement, uh, ways in which we can engage one another well when either we are hearing that or, and or the ways in which we are offering that statement of I feel disconnected. I think it also can be said in a lot of different ways. You know, I haven't seen you lately. What's been going on? I Something doesn't feel right. Something feels off. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can say, it could, we can say it in all different kinds of ways, but there's just like something's off. I, I feel like we're missing each other. Right. Um, but I think eventually it comes mm -hmm. down to we just feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. Something we are. Um, something's occurring relationally. Right. Uh, something's occurring logistically. Something's occurring in our life. Maybe there's a particular theme happening. Uh, and, and we'll maybe flesh that out a little bit in terms of specifics of what we what we could imagine that to be. But for many of us, if we are on the side of hearing that from our spouse or our partner, we tend to hear it as a, as, as a statement of accusation, meaning we tend to respond with a defensive response. Mm -hmm. Something like, what? Really? What, what do you mean? We had coffee on Saturday. Or what? We saw our friends on Friday. Uh, what? We had, a, we had a conversation yesterday. I mean, it, we went for a walk on Friday. I mean, it just has this 
defensive posture that tends to show itself up to show and to reveal something about we're we're a bit bothered when we hear that statement. I mean, I think that's probably why maybe we don't say it. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have the right words and we know that it's going to create defensiveness. Yes. So sometimes we don't conflict. even right, right, we don't even mention it. We just kind of go on mm-hmm. wondering how are we going to get to a new place, but we don't know how to put words to it because we know that if we bring it up, now we're going to be in an argument potentially and so we're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So we either stay silent or we say something like that, which unfortunately can create more distance. Right. And I think when we stay silent, there's a lot of other things that are going on, right? Because right. our body doesn't feel right. We feel mm-hmm. frustrated. So it's going to come out in different ways. We're going to be snippy. We're going to be short. We're going to maybe not do that extra kind thing. We're just going to kind of, who knows, right. but it's going to come out one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then now we've got a new issue going on because mm-hmm. we didn't deal with, maybe just we felt disconnected. And so how do we even communicate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this happened first the other day. Uh, Lisa and I were having a conversation in the morning uh, about something that was coming up in the weekend, and she was planning to get together with her friends. and And I said something like, "You're always getting together with your friends." Now, that's another way of saying something like, "You know, either I miss you or I want to spend time with you." Uh, but it, 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 how we offer statements like that, whether it's a statement of "You're always" or a statement of "I feel," sometimes it can come across as accusation. Sometimes it can come across that it implies you you are doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And and I know this was true. The other day I was working with a couple and and she was offering that statement. She was offering that statement of, I just feel so disconnected. And and ha- the, the tone is important, but it's also for many of us, we just tend to hear that. And, and for this particular husband, he did hear it this way. He heard it as he wasn't doing enough. Uh, which I think is a common response. It implies we're not doing enough in our marriage or we're not contributing enough or we're not offering enough. And and, and his response is not uncommon. Uh, it, it's something like, gosh, how can we focus on the 5 or 10% of our marriage that isn't going well and not on the 90% that's going well? It, it's a, that, That's another form mm, of defensiveness. Yeah, that's a common one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that's common for us? I uh, know. I'm just saying it's common in general, I think. Well, well, and it depends on, you know, you c- both wait, wait, might wait. be. You are saying that's true for us. Well. In a way. Because I know I, I respond it can like be. That. I, I think do. it can be. Yeah. I think when you offer something like where you tend to put words to something might not be. Uh, it's not that it's not good enough. What would you say from your words? Well, you would I, like I don't know. Different. I think it's, it's hard because you, you might either one of us might hear it in a certain way because yeah. it depends on what space you're in, right? Right, And it's also depends on, because I think you both might be feeling disconnected and it's whoever maybe says it first mm-hmm. feels like they're the one that's saying you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so whoever says it first is almost like. Okay, so if you say something like, I- I've been feeling a bit disconnected lately, how do I tend to usually respond? Yeah, I mean, how do you hear it? Well, how would you hear that? Oh, I-, I got to ask you first. Okay, what? <laughs> how, do- how do I tend to usually respond to you? What would you say? Um, I don't think I respond very well. It depends on if I say it kind of out of frustration, which a lot of times it gets Mm -hmm. to that point. Mm -hmm. And so I feel frustrated. I feel like we're we're not, you know, it's not a priority right now. You're, you know, and so I think if you communicate it in that way, that of course it's going to, we're going to be, you're going to feel just defensive and that conversation is going to go in that direction. So I think it's, it's more about 
How do we communicate this? Okay, what is this? What are we saying? It, this and I is? think first we have to kind of realize, okay, what is that that right. we're feeling right now? What is it that we're actually, what is the this that we're trying to communicate? Whether it's me, you, the couple that I just referenced, I think any number of us listening, this is common. What is the this that we're actually naming? Well, I think if we go back to our conversation, it was the this was I was getting together with mm-hmm. friends. And so. Which could imply, I think, that something or someone else is more important than me or us. Right. And maybe we had already come from a pattern of I had been busy and we hadn't mm-hmm. done much to connect. And so now it's just another thing that maybe is taking up a day that we could have done something together or we a time that we had a connection and sometimes it's a perception too you know it just feels like you've been busy a lot lately mm-hmm. because maybe i'm just feeling like i need more connection right and so that's what's tricky it's like it doesn't always look the same every week mm-hmm. okay so let's go back to this couple that i was referring to when she said those three words i feel disconnected what might we say, and we, we don't know fully because she's not in the room, but we could maybe speculate or have a, a wondering together. What would we say she was actually seeking or needing or wanting from her husband? What would you say? Well, I mean, we could speculate that maybe he's been busy. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's needing some attention right now or, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to say, I miss you. Mm-hmm. I'd love to spend some time together, but that's kind of vulnerable to say. Which part? I miss you and I, I want to spend some time together. Yeah. I think that's a little vulnerable. So yeah. sometimes the other could reject that. So mm-hmm. I think instead of saying that, sometimes we say, I just feel disconnected. Yeah, and I would say, and we, I think we could say this, that those three words are three of the most powerful and impactful words in marriage. The three words of, I miss you. I, I don't know of another way to engage one another well without those words. For the most part, I feel disconnected does tend to lead to a defensive response. It doesn't mean always, and maybe some of you listening have a way more mature response than we do at times, or that I do at times, that you can respond well to that. I just I just think historically in my work and also in, in our work and in our own marriage, that it just doesn't tend to go well uh, because we, we do tend to hear it as accusation. So there's there's two invitations in this two parts to it. Yes, how we offer it, how we present it, the words that we speak, the words that we name, but also how do we hear it? Uh, Can we hear it as invitation or do we tend to hear it as a demand? Do we tend to hear it as accusation that we have done something wrong that essentially it might imply we're not enough? So I do think those words, I feel disconnected, is almost synonymous, if not synonymous with I miss you. It is is what you just said, Lise. It's, It's powerful, but yet so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem though, too, is I think I miss you can also feel defensive because it, mm-hmm. especially if someone's been really preoccupied or you've been busy or you've had, you know, a lot of work or a lot of family or something going on and some, and the spouse says, I miss you. I think it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the follow-up that we've kind of used before is I miss you and I'd really like to spend time with you. Because I miss you can, I think, still feel like okay. an accusation. Right. But to say I feel like I'd love to spend some time together um, is vulnerable, especially if you're in conflict, especially if things aren't going well. It's really hard to say that. Hey, here's the deal, though. That would be a really difficult thing for me to say, given the context of what we were just talking about in our conversation. 
you were about to spend some time with people, some friends this weekend. Sure, I could say something like, I miss you,、uh, but I don't know if I could say or name or put words to, and I would like to spend time with you. Like that, that's almost、uh, too risky. It's too vulnerable. Because? Oh, because you might say, no thanks. You might say something like, well, gosh, we had, we had dinner last Saturday. Or we had a conversation yesterday. I mean, Or we've been snowed in all week. We've been snowed in all week. <laughs> we've been you, stuck what, together all week. You want more time with me? I mean, that, that's almost. <laughs> right. And I think that's true if you were to name that. I miss you and I would like to spend time. I, I might hear that as an invitation, but I, almost, I, I also might hear it as what? Really? Oh, not again. And, and I don't think that often occurs for us, but it could. And I think that's what our fear is in the vulnerability sometimes of naming what we need or naming what we would like because the, the other might minimize it,、um, which we've talked about before in different contexts of need. When we name what we need, when we name what we would like, when we name desire, our core fear relationally is the other will somehow say something like, no thanks. They will somehow, he or she will somehow imply the need we have is not okay. And that's where, for many of us, we make vows, we make loyalties、uh, to ourselves, something in, in silence and secrecy of, I just will not do that again. And I think that's the, why we want to have this conversation now and, and in different ways in an ongoing way, is to begin to wonder about where do those vows and loyalties lie that are unspoken within us? What vows, what loyalties have I made with regard to intimacy and vulnerability, particularly around need, but also something like that? I feel disconnected is actually maybe a way of expressing, yes, I miss you and I would like to spend time with you. But, but like you said, Lise, what you just named, I think it's so true is that the, the potential vulnerability of that is almost unbearable because we, the other, might simply say no. Mm hmm. So now I, now I feel stuck because I feel like we're saying it's hard to communicate it and、yes. then it's hard to hear it. Yes. And so I think、That's、it's something it. that we need to help each other with.、Mm-hmm. So、um, knowing that your spouse might feel like they're feeling disconnected, they、mm-hmm. want more time together, they, or they want a particular, you know. Day to spend time together or do something in particular.、Yeah. How can we cultivate and open up the、mm-hmm. doors to that vulnerability、mm-hmm. so that it's not so difficult to be able to share a need? Well, I think, I think the key for many of us, and I think this has been, been true for us as well, is that what helps you, what helps me, what helps us to hear it as an imitation rather than accusation. What here helps us to hear it as a, a move toward rather than a move away. That, that's a key shift for, for many of us relationally over time together. It's that can I be able and willing to hear what my spouse is offering as an invitation, not as implying she or he is doing something wrong, but yet that's the majority of us that tends to be our response. And so、mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's simply being. What we could say aware, which is we've used that word in so many different、mm-hmm. contexts, is the awareness.、Mm-hmm. The awareness of the risk that it takes、mm-hmm. our spouse, our partner to name that, I, I think is huge. It's so significant. If、mm-hmm. we can hang on to that and be aware of that, that m- my wife, my husband, naming I feel disconnected is a way of invitation 
to move toward rather than to imply or somehow communicate that the other is not enough or hasn't done enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess I think this is another one of those conversations that for us, I think has been the most helpful when we have the conversation about mm-hmm. this that's not in the heat of the moment. Right. So another time, you know, when we can just have a regular conversation, say sometimes when I feel disconnected, maybe when you're busy with work or maybe when you're busy with your friends, I feel like I want to reach out. I feel like I want to spend time together and help me know how I can communicate that Mm -hmm. so that when it does come up in the moment, we can recognize, oh, this is one of those times that you're asking for something that you need. So it's not just in the heat of the moment, but it's something we've already discussed. It's something we've talked about when when we're both present, when, and, and we can just say, this is kind of what I need, you know, like I might need this much time during the week or this mm-hmm. much time during the month or um, maybe naming our need in a time that's not as heated. Mm-hmm. I think where, where we get stuck and for many people can get stuck is, is in that very moment when you might say, maybe let's do a role play. And, and because I, I want the people, those listening to see how common this is. And, and if we were all in the same room, we would then have a conversation of now what? What do we do now? So you, you might say something like, go ahead, I feel disconnected, uh, whatever you want to say. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I hate role plays. I know but you okay. hate role plays, but I think okay. they're helpful. Okay. Um, you hate them, really? I do. I just, whatever. <laughs> okay, You always so, wanted to be an actress, though. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I did not. Okay, but what, so. How come you don't want to acknowledge that you really wanted to be an actress? I think you did. I don't. Okay. I didn't. No. Um, it feels f- fake to me because I'm a four, an Enneagram four, and I like to be authentic. And so role plays feel inauthentic, but that's okay. Which, we'll go by ahead. the way, we are going to move into Enneagram. We are. We're going to talk yeah, more about Enneagram we're, this year. This year we are, yes. Um. Anyway. Okay. So, honey, I just feel disconnected. I feel like you've been really busy. You've been on your computer for the last three days and... I don't know. I just want to do something fun. I, I just feel like we haven't done anything fun together. Okay. If, if those of you listening, if you could watch me, uh, my, my countenance completely shifted. Like I turned, <laughs> I, I looked at the wall. I looked at our watch, uh, our timer for our podcast. I was like, oh no. Uh, wh- almost like, wh- where's the door? Almost uh, a rolling of the yeah, eyes. A rolling of the eyes almost. Now this is a role play, but, but, but it's actually, this is the countenance Countenance, the count, the count, <laughs> what's yeah. that word? Yeah, it's countenance. Countenance, my countenance completely shifted, it completely changed. So it worked. It worked, but this is a role play, but but it also- It triggered something It triggered in you. something. The trigger is exactly what we are just I'm saying. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I've I'm in the doghouse now. I'm not enough. Uh, I didn't really, do something right. Like I almost wanted to say, are you kidding me? Uh, uh, like that. Like, and now Yeah, because what? whatever okay. it is that you're working on. So I say something like, are you kidding me? Really? Now what? Yeah, you do say that. I know I do. Okay, so I say, "Are you kidding me?" Really? And you, and that's where for us. See, I just we're freeze done. sometimes. I just well, freeze. we're done. We 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 go silent. This is our pattern. I say, forget it. We say, I forget walk it. Out. And you walk out, and and uh, again, I I just sort of. Oh, God, here we and go. then you're stuck because you're stuck. you feel like you've done something wrong. I feel like I just lost, right. and now right. I feel like we're even further right. from what I wanted in the first place. Right. This is, and to me, this is why we have a conversation about it and an ongoing conversation, even for those of you listening, is, I mean, what Lisa just named, even in the role play, is extremely risky. It really is. 
it's it's one of the most vulnerable things we can name because you did name again i miss you i i I would like to spend some time with you but but what helps me what helps us to be able to hear it well and i i again i think it's sometimes we are preoccupied with our own failure for many of us that's what happens i think relationally is that we begin to hear it as i have failed i'm not enough then we go into shame with me we go yes exactly we move right into shame and shame is at a core there's judgment says something like there's something wrong with me that is the core essence of shame in that yeah, very you just moment. aren't good enough I'm you just don't enough. do it right I, I don't i can't i can't hit it out of the park here we go again i failed i missed the shot whatever it is and and i think that's the disconnect that is perpetuated in moments like that is we hear it as there's something wrong. And our invitation is, wait a minute, that's what shame wants us to believe. That's what shame wants to convince us of. There might be seasons where that's somewhat true. Maybe I have been preoccupied. Yes, there's reasons for that sometimes. Maybe we have a busy season in our work. Maybe the kids and their needs are extra important. Maybe there's family work. All kinds of very, very valid reasons why we might be disconnected or why the other might feel disconnected. And yet, can we imagine or envision being intentional in hearing the offering as an invitation, not as accusation? Because shame wants us to hear it as accusation. Shame wants us to somehow hear it as, I have failed again, I am not enough. And of course, when we feel shame, we react with a defensive response. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like in order for this to work, that there's layers maybe of understanding, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. layers of previous conversations. There's layers of helping each other uncover shame, um, you know, talking about it, making it more aware to one another. This is where I go. This is what happens so that when you get caught in one of these conversations that happens just on the fly, you don't even mean to say it. It just comes out of your mouth. And, and because of the perception of the other, you know, they might be deep into their work. They might be completely distracted, but they hear it for some reason in a certain way and then off it goes. And so I think what we're trying to say is that these layers of conversations that we've had, uncovering shame, Mm -hmm. uncovering, our stories, how we hear things, um, those are kind of what are going to help us recover in this moment. Or either I walk out or you get defensive and then we can sort of turn around and go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, that's a, such Stop. a helpful intervention. Wait, hang on, wait a minute. Wait, I didn't mean to say right. that that time that you've just spent these last three days on your computer wasn't okay. I'm just saying now... And, and and I want you to go into shame. I just I just want to say, hey, I just let's do something together. Let's let's have some time together. I'd love to connect. Yeah, and I, I think that's a very helpful response. When our spouse might respond in a defensive manner, there might be a hang on, or wait a sec. I hope you can hear that this is actually an invitation rather than an accusation. I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to say you're doing something that, wrong. Yes, that's very good. I. I, and I think that takes a freaking amount of courage to be able to name that, what you just named, to be able to say, hang on, or wait a minute, here's what I am offering you. And and I, we, those of us hearing that, can we, can we be intentional about hearing that as invitation 
rather than accusation, mm-hmm. rather than judgment. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think for most couples, that when they do communicate, I feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. It really is a heartfelt desire for connection. It's not meant to be um, a shaming, accusational type of a statement. I think, I think we really desire that connection with one another. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>